This is Blurring the Lines with Adam Bell and Peter Nicolaitis, IT entrepreneurs. Adam and Peter take on the topics of technology, business, life, and the pursuit of happiness and blur them together in the 21st century. Good afternoon, good morning, or good evening, and welcome to Blurring the Lines podcast, episode number 120. And I am your host, Adam Bell. Joining me as always is my co-host, Peter Nicolaitis. How you doing, Peter? Woohoo! <laughs> Friday! It's Friday. Yay! <laughs> and, and we just avoided recording an entire podcast and it not being recorded. You just avoided not recording an entire podcast is what you mean. <laughs> yeah, almost did it. You know, that's what happens when you take two weeks off. You get out of the practice. Things happen. <laughs> Speaking of that, where were you? So I was down in Magnolia Springs, Alabama, which is right outside of Mobile. Uh, so we stay at a house that's on the river that goes into the bay, uh, Mobile Bay. But that's not lower Alabama. Oh, yeah, that's that's L.A. Oh, it is L.A. I thought yeah. Florida was L.A. Uh, n- no, you know, L.A. <laughs> is definitely that. That's F.L.A. <laughs> oh, F.L.A. Got it. And don't mix up the F. <laughs> All right. Oh, <laughs> no, but it was a good it was a good time off. Um, I did. A, I did some. Fishing, went out in the ocean, did some ocean fishing, threw up in the ocean, you know. (laughs) I I, I can't go out in the ocean and not be seasick. And it's just so disappointing because I I love the ocean. I love boats and I love being on the water. But I just know that I'm going to throw up. (laughs) And I just knew I was going to sneeze. You knew you were going to sneeze. You are allergic to that. So. Oh, man. The pollen has been really bad lately. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's, yeah, I, I'm fortunate. I, uh, I don't have, I don't suffer. It's got to be just the right mix of pollen. There's certain pollens that get to me and dust and, you know, dust, you know, you get particles in your nose of any kind. It's going to make you sneeze. I mean, that's so, but yeah. So I had, uh, uh, I told you, well, in the in my intro, I had uh, a podcast dream the other night. I dreamed that uh, it was like 3 p.m. on Friday. I'm like, oh, I didn't call Peter. We didn't have the podcast. And I was like, wait a minute. You know, I was like, I stood him up again. Like, wait a minute. I didn't actually stand him up before. I told him we weren't going to have the podcast. He just didn't remember. <laughs> but But I felt guilty about it. I was like. Why do I feel guilty? I didn't do anything wrong. <laughs> <laughs> so did you, did, did that calendar invite that I sent, like, did it go to your spam folder or did it never show up? Or It showed up. Oh. No matter what I did, I accepted it, but it wouldn't go on my calendar. Yeah, Google and G Suite apps have been a little touch and go lately. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> for one thing, their <clears throat> spam filter has been horrible for months. It's gotten really bad, you know, like blacklisting known people that I've corresponded with for years and just letting blatant garbage that I've been marking. This is spam. This is spam. This is spam going right through. Mm. So that's kind of annoying. Yeah. Um, but um, yeah, I don't know. Yeah. Well, anyway, we're here now. So <laughs> we're here now. Yay. Uh, and then I also wanted to report that so my Mac video woes, the dual monitor woes, when I would take it out of the dock or if it would go to sleep, it only come back to one monitor. I was just being too impatient. It, when I came, when I come back, it pretty much always just does one monitor. But if I wake it up, if I log in, step away, come back, it puts everything back the way that it was supposed to be. How long does that take? It may take 30 to 45 seconds for it to, for all the plug and play to square itself away. It does seem a little excessive. Yeah, it is annoying, but at least it is working. And I think it has to do with, you know, I'm plugging in. It's not, a, it's not an Apple dongle for my video splitter for my laptop. So 
I guess, par for the course because it's always true that if you want a Mac to work right, work with Mac products. <laughs> it's, you know, if you stay within their ecosystem, it works better. It works better. You know, I wouldn't say it works perfectly, but it works a yeah. lot better than when you go outside. You yep. know, if you if you run Windows 10 on there, you get squirrely. I mean, and I do run Windows 10 virtual machine. And, uh, you know, I onboarded a client this week where I was running Nmap from my virtual machine, which was doing okay. <laughs> you know, but it wasn't 100%. <laughs> well, okay. Okay. <laughs> Good old network mapper. That's one definitely one of my most used and favorite pieces of open source software. Yeah. Yep. It uh yeah, I mean, and it's it just works. <laughs> Usually, yeah. Usually. <laughs> well, it's not, I, you're probably doing something wrong. Yeah. Well, I did have this this server that we took over had 2008 on it and it had an old version of Trend Micro Antivirus from 2011 on it. And it kept killing part of Nmap when I tried to run it. It was considering it a virus. Yes. Uh, so I just had to run it from another machine. <laughs> well, that happens. Yeah. All right. Oh. And with you. Well, you I, last, uh, last well, I did not run. No run? <laughs> so I took a week off <clears throat> and um, my running coach tells me that I should do that. Um, pretty much it's like, he recommends a three weeks on, one week off schedule for running. Okay. And I had not taken a, that long of a break. I think I had taken like five days off in February, if I recall mm -hmm. correctly. And that was about it. So, and with the temperatures rising and the humidity going up, like the last time I ran uh, last Thursday, all I could manage was 5K. And I was like, I'm done. Yeah. <laughs> so... I was supposed to go for an eight mile trail run with him on Saturday morning. And I, I, was, I, I don't think I got it in me. You know, I'm exhausted. My times are down. It's hot. You know, he's like, yeah, you're smoked, dude. Take, take a week off, you know? So I was like, okay, fine. So, you know, I did some of my kettlebell swings, did yoga. And I decided, well, I can go out for a light bike ride. So I uh, got out on my, my road bike and uh, got uh, and this this has um, fancy gator skin uh, tires on it. They're like you know super slick road road uh, tires. Okay. Got uh, and they run at like a hundred psi. So you know they they move. Mm -hmm. um, got out to just over two and a half miles from home and hit a something in the road, and it was a very jarring pow. And all of a sudden, I couldn't steer all that well. And I was like, oh, man. And I was thinking to myself, because I'm still moving. I was moving at a pretty good clip. I was like, well, boy, I thought for a minute I popped my tire there. And then I tried to steer, <laughs> and I couldn't. And I'm like, oh, looks like I popped my tire there. <laughs> yeah. Did you call uh, AAA? <laughs> well, uh, you know, I didn't even remember that I could do that. I totally <laughs> forgot that I have AAA, and I could have called them. Ah, uh, that's great. No, I did not call AAA. Uh, instead, I enjoyed, if that's the right word, a um, 2.73 mile encumbered hike home. Let's see. So that's probably a 15 minute walk, you know, uh, probably 45 minutes. I was going to say a little more than that uh, wearing. Per mile. I was calculating per mile. So, yeah. Yeah. More like twenty, counting the um, clip-in shoes and oh yeah, <laughs> and and escorting a bike with a flat tire on it and uh, yeah, so that was great. And, and the cursing probably slowed you down. Yeah, <laughs> so I said, well, um, I I hate dealing with those gator skins. They are so rigid that I don't even try to do the tube replacements on those anymore. And um, so I uh, reached out to two lo local bike shops. Mm -hmm. One is just up the street from me and the other is over in Somerville. And I'd used them both before. Um, so I joined one of the, the local ones uh, Slack channel and there's ask a question. And then the other ones I just sent an email and I explained, you know, here are the three things that I'm looking for. Uh, I've got this road bike, flat tire. I also had 
my mountain bike, which is tubeless, but it wasn't holding pressure, so it needed to be resealed. And I could do it, but what the heck? You know, what's the value <laughs> of my time? Let's let's have someone else do it. And maybe they'll do a better job than I will. Who knows? <laughs> And um, finally, the little computer um, that I have, which gives you a display, you know, like how fast you're going. And more importantly, it shows the position of the shock on my full suspension bike. Okay. Tell me if it's locked out or fully released or somewhere in between. Um, That's dead. So I gave these three things. And um, one of them, you know, one of the shops responded and said, you know, here's our uh, price to redo the tube. If it needs to be sealed, it's this much. If it just needs sealing, it's this much. And here's the price on, you know, just, um, oh, that was the tubeless. I said, here's a replace to replace the tube. And computer, you know, y'all have to bring it in. We'll have to take a look and see if you have a part number or whatnot. So, okay, fine. The other one said, oh, yeah, our price to uh, do a tube repair is a flat rate, blah, make an appointment. I was like, <laughs> all right. It's one of the things I asked for. <laughs> yeah. Ah, screw it. So I went with the other place. Yeah, I was like, that. <laughs> yeah, I didn't even bother, you know. So anyway, um, so yeah, so that should be done. In the meantime, I dragged out my third favorite bike, and I went for a short bike ride on that. <laughs> since you know, you took hat. your townie out. <laughs> pretty much. That's pretty much what it is. It's just a little strolling. It's a it's a Raleigh Route sixty six. It's not nothing you mm-hmm. know nothing fancy, um, but it's just like. I don't know if, it, if it's the way it's geared or the length of the pedals or the geometry or whatnot, but it's just a slow bike. And, I, you know, so I just go out for a stroll with that. I don't try to accomplish anything. So, mm. I'm just having some fun. So, yeah. Yeah. So, that, that's, that's what I did for exercise and um, switched over um, <clears throat> my restorative Friday night yoga classes, switching back to uh, like a – all levels yoga for runners class started. Okay. Yeah. Attendance had really started to drop off. And the theory is um, that the, the owner of the studio put forth was that, you know, people are pretty much stuck inside on the couch all day. The <laughs> you know, last thing that they need is now an hour more of, you know, what we used to jokingly affectionately refer to as couch yoga. Couch yoga. <laughs> no, no more relax. I don't want relaxation. I want some, uh, <laughs> yeah. So, I mean, you know, which I, I can understand that, that said the, the approach that I've been taking is like more towards meditation lately, which can help people with anxiety and coping mm-hmm. with stuff, but that's, that's cool. Movement is also good too. So yeah, so people don't want to deal with their emotions. They want something fast and exciting to push them down. That's push right. Down. <laughs> like alcohol. <laughs> well, I mean, alcohol would is one way or, you know, just overrun it, it with experience and keep myself busy and I don't want to think <laughs> movement masks suffering so, yeah. <laughs> the human so. condition Indeed. Uh, so I um, uh, I had I've been using instacart I've used okay. it four times now mm-hmm. and today was the first time that I would call like yeah not so good yeah now um, and it was it was fine I, I would give the guy four stars you know but um, not five now, I know the biggest hang-up that most people have is not wanting someone else to pick out produce for them. Like, I like to see the apples, or I like to feel the tomatoes or whatnot. And I used to be one of those. <laughs> and I got to tell you, every time I've had the shoppers pick out produce for me, they've picked out better pieces than I usually do. <laughs> Theoretically, they should be able to. They do it a lot more than I do. You yeah. Think, you know? <laughs> Yeah. So, um, yeah, so that, uh, th- so that happened. And, uh, but today I put in a thing, um, I put in an order and, um, they, uh, I shopped from my local Wegmans and I like their Ruby red grapefruit juice. Yeah. Not from concentrate in the refrigerator section near the dairy section. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> now when you shop on Instacart online, the only option that you get is the non-refrigerated from concentrate in a plastic jar kind. And so I did not ask for that. I asked for a specific, you know, Ruby red Wegmans, Ruby red grapefruit in a carton where can you find it in the dairy section? No substitute. 
I did not say no substitute. I thought since I was asking for a specific item that was not listed, I didn't think substitutions would be an option. <laughs> but they are. <laughs> oh, they are. <laughs> well, yeah. Today, my shopper substituted my request for Wegmans brand ruby red grapefruit juice in a carton, not from concentrate, with frozen concentrated grape juice. Grape juice. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> grape, not grapefruit. <laughs> grape. Man, my grapefruits are purple. Oh, you go. Oh. No, no, no. <laughs> so, I was having drinks last night and, and um, I had started, I made some lemonade with some Tito's brand vodka from Austin, Texas. Mm-hmm. And uh, I ran out of that because I only had a little tiny bit left. And then I moved well, on. Like I said, from Austin, Texas. Yeah. <laughs> well, I just wanted to make sure you, you know, you yeah. know where this comes from. And then I went with from Texas. Platinum brand. Platinum. You know, vodka, which mm-hmm. does not taste as good. Huh. Um, but I have a feeling that when I dilute it with enough frozen concentrated grape juice, I'm not going to care. Yeah. I'll have to say I like, I like Tito's too. Yeah. It's mm-hmm. good stuff, you know? Mm-hmm. So, I'm, and I'm, you know, I wouldn't say I'm a huge connoisseur of hard liquors and stuff, but I like vodka. So there you go. <laughs> uh, so yeah, that's what I've been up to. Um, and um, I did succumb over the last couple of weeks. I've been watching more movies. Okay. Um, now part of this was, I need um, information fodder for my Deadlands campaign that I've been running. Mm-hmm. And uh, I've been listening to a lot of Deadlands podcasts. And I'm sad that I'm in like the third season of one of them. And that was the last one that they've done to date. So I'm going to be wrapping that up soon. But I said, you know what? Let me watch some classic movies. So, you know, it was about a month or so more ago. I watched uh, The Good, The Bad, and The Ugly. Fistful of dollars for a few dollars more. <laughs> you know, three of the great, you know, three of Clint Eastwood's best, best pieces. And then since I had never really watched any John Wayne Westerns, I decided, well, let's check it out. You know, let's, let's check out the Duke. See the Duke. <laughs> not as good. Nowhere. I mean, like not even close, man. You know, Clint Eastwood any day. So Clint Eastwood ter- just turned 90. I just noticed that I was looking him up last night and, you know, I was looking for Clint Eastwood movies and it's like, yeah, born in 1930. I was like, holy cow. <laughs> wow. So yeah. But um, yeah. So, you know, Clint, go, go, you, you, you get him, man. So anyway, so, but, uh, but there's a lot more out there than just John Wayne and Clint Eastwood Western. Mm-hmm. So I started watching some of those, and um, I watched uh, Butch Cassidy and the Sundance Kid. Yeah. 1970-something starring Is that Robert Redford? And, yeah. uh, and uh, uh, Paul Newman. Mm-hmm. That was fun. That was a good movie. Not a ton of action shootout stuff, but just the interaction and the chemistry between those two actors was really, really cool. You know, I've never seen that movie, uh, so I'll have to, I'll have to check it out because the the thing that I don't like about westerns it mo- is it seems like they're so sad. Yeah, they're, they're very sad, and uh, <laughs> there's a theme going on there. You know, not not all. I mean, like in the end, I mean, if you know anything about the story, then you know you know how Butch Cassidy and the Sunheads Kid ends. <laughs> yeah. Um, but, um, you know, a few of the, uh, there, there are definitely low points and stuff, but, mm-hmm. uh, like the good, the bad and the ugly, there are some sad points for sure, but it has a relatively happy ending, you know, mm-hmm. for, for the good and the ugly, not so, <laughs> not so much. There's an ending for the bad. Yeah. Um, yeah. and, uh, for, um, for a few dollars more, uh, has a relatively happy ending too, for both Clint, uh, Clint Eastwood's character and Lee Van Cleef's character. Good. Well, yeah, um, out. You know, two out of three, and you know, and for fistful of dollars, Clint, you know, Clint Eastwood's character, he wins the day, and that's about as you know. <laughs> I wouldn't say it's a happy ending. But, you know. <laughs> so. mm-hmm. 
But um, yeah, so I'm catching up on my westerns, and I'm I'm having a lot of fun. Uh, mm-hmm. I also watched uh, I watched I'm watching a couple of Amazon originals because at the moment I have no HBO, I have no Netflix, I have no Hulu. Uh, which, which Amazon original? Uh, I watched the movie The Vast of Night. I haven't uh, seen that one. It's it's good. I like mm-hmm. it. it. It's a bit of a slow start, mm-hmm. and it, it's not action. You know, it's like drama, mis- drama suspense. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's a very Twilight Zone. Okay. Um, and uh, I mean, it's it's very obviously Twilight Zone. When you watch the intro, you think it's it's a total <laughs> ripoff of the Twilight Zone. Yeah. You know, it's they're not even trying to hide it because there's like a television screen and you know, <laughs> like it's you know you are entering the world of you know like everything except like we control the vertical, we control the horizontal, or maybe that was Outer Limits. I don't remember. Yeah. But um, you know, very much a classic. You know trope that they took on that um and then last night i uh, watched a couple episodes of uh, upload yeah i've watched that whole season okay did you tell me about that i don't know friend of mine told me about it recently and it, was, it was better than i thought it would be i started yeah. off on it as a as a whim you know being a computer yeah. nerd guy you know like i it's i'm like a, a mo- you know when it comes to computer things like that it's like I don't want to watch it, but I must. <laughs> I forget. Did you watch Silicon Valley? No, and I didn't. Uh, I, yeah, it's I still in my list. You've told me about it. It's still in my list, but I have not watched it. It's. I would w- watch it before it gets too out of date. Yeah. You know, it, it's good. But like Upload, I appreciated all of the humor, you know, like mm-hmm. the... I loved how his car was, uh, you know, like a combination of Tesla autopilot and Siri. <laughs> no, just, like, that's With the Nintendo console or, or game console controller. <laughs> yeah. so I like, I, I, I've, uh, like I said, I only saw a couple episodes. So, you know, like the plot is just starting to be revealed mm-hmm. and what's going on. And I'm like, okay, that's funny. But, you know, it, it, like idiocracy, it's, there's <laughs> a lot going on there. And you're like, oh, I know where this is going. And yep, <laughs> yeah. going right there too. So, you know, the, the concept of it though, of, living forever in a computer, I would rather die. I mean, honestly, I'd rather, I'd rather go ahead and die because that's oh, you're so old school. <laughs> yeah. So I mean that just living over and over and over and over. Yeah. Oh, that, I mean, that would just, <laughs> yeah, no, no, thank you. <laughs> there you go. Mm-hmm. We're here first, folks. Adam <laughs> yeah. does not want to go to upload. He will do take not. left, left at the end of the corridor, not the right. Yeah. <laughs> what's um? What's up in the uh, payroll protection plan thing? So right now they have so on June third, the U.S. Senate. Uh, passed a bill for changes, but it doesn't necessarily mean it's all the way done yet. So the original changes uh, came out with all their rules, and one of the one of the specific rules that makes it uh, uh, actually a more powerful loan is that you had eight weeks to spend the loan money on payroll and 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 uh, things like utilities and rent and things to keep your business open. Mm -hmm. And it looks like they, they have voted to make that last 24 weeks. So you receive the loan. And so the way that they calculated that they calculated it two and a half times your payroll. So in for that period for an eight week period of time. So you, you got a little bit more than payroll. Well, if you, you know, if you stuck to the strict guidelines, you might just have enough to pay for your payroll, keep your business open. And at the end of the eight weeks, you're a net zero, you know. Uh, But with this, um, you know, some businesses, well, a lot of businesses, a lot of small businesses probably lost like 50% of their business or 75, you know, so they lost more business, but they still got some business. So with what this will allow is more or less them to be able to be forgiven of the entire loan and it benefits the business and it keeps going. So that's, you know, that's a good thing. And they've also reduced the percentage 
of empl- uh, retained employees from 75% to 66%. So you could, you could, re- you know, as long as you retain 66% of your employees, yep. um, which is a lot, or I'm sorry, 60%, a little less than one third, yep. then, then you're, you're pretty good. And they're giving, uh, for instead of two years to repay off the loan, they're going to give you up to five years. So if you don't qualify for forgiveness, they're going to give you up to five, five years, which at 1%, you know, that's almost, almost money for no interest. Almost. Gotcha. So, so that, that is, uh, uh, that is nice. I mean, and there are some businesses that are completely really need that. Uh, and I'm hoping that it'll be enough to keep, keep us out of uh, a big recession. But then, you know, I, I, I met with a potential client yesterday and they're in the food production business and they are through the roof because uh, they make concentrate foods uh, for a large part of their thing as prison food. And because all of the prisoners are being segmented they're not having cafeteria style food. And so they're getting these very instant meals provided to them. They have water in their cell and they can heat it up. I, I guess, it, I don't know how they could heat, have a microwave in their cell. Uh, that, that would seem like a dangerous tool. I'm thinking probably not in their cell. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> How about, um, uh, so when you said concentrated food and stuff, does that include um, ruby red grapefruit juice, not from concentrate in a carton? In the <laughs> they don't, they don't do that, but they, uh, they do milk and uh, things like <laughs> things like free, you know, the, the water free milk. <laughs> I, should, I should watch what I say. I may end up getting a, you know, <laughs> I may end up getting milk next time. Yeah, I'll fix you, Peter <laughs> Nicolaitis. <laughs> Your little dog, too. <laughs> uh, oh, brother. <clears throat> those are good things. Uh, I don't know. You know, co- of course, we, we avoid political, but I'm actually kind of pleased with who, you know, and it's, this is bipartisan stuff with them really trying to do do things right with the payroll protection plan. Um they're trying. Uh, yeah, I mean, they're trying, but for everyone who is trying, there seems to be someone who just wants to play their own political agenda. <laughs> well, yeah, yeah, there's all that. So, you know, that kind of leads us to our, our next headline is, so there was a, a peaceful protest in Nashville. Yep. And then there was, it was rioting because there's no better term for it, but uh, it was less than like a true riot but there was people going down the street smashing businesses uh stealing things out of there nothing like some of the other states where like entire car lots were looted but Mm -hmm. it was more about destruction and then there was some incidental theft along there and always that's not protesting that's rioting that's right. Well, I don't know a better word. When I think of a riot, I think of thousands. I think of a huge mob. So this was a, a tiny riot. It was a yeah. quiet riot. Quiet riot. <laughs> Four people banging their heads. <laughs> yeah. But, you know, so, you know, I, I don't, I try not to, sub, you know, subscribe to conspiracy theory stuff. And so I I have been told, and so once you once you start a sentence with "I have been told," you know pretty much all the facts behind that are 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 uh, subject to questionable. <laughs> questionable, but I was I have been told by different people in in our in my Nashville government who are not like politicians, but like emergency people and police people. You know they were who are you know they said that they have video footage and of course it hasn't ha- it hasn't come out yet uh officially that of people with a backpack full of money handing it out to people and uh they've got footage of people placing bricks around the city and placing things to where uh there was a planned route of where the destruction was going to be yeah. and I don't know if that is true or not. Um, you know, we do have some idiots in Nashville. Uh, I mean, everybody's got idiot. Everybody has their 
village idiots around. And there were plenty of people really from Nashville who, you know, their address is Nashville. They're not out of towners, but there were a lot of incited out of towners that came in. The people who were at the protest, you know, or at the, um, not the protest, the, um, well, yeah, just the protest. They said, these are not our people. This is not us. We don't mm-hmm. claim any of this. That we left because we had a curfew in Nashville at 10 right. for all the protesters who were downtown and they left. And so, you know, if they were really saying, yeah, we agree with this, it seemed like they would have. But mm-hmm. so all that to say, there was other places in Houston where there's footage of uh, a skid loader backing off of a truck, loading a pallet of bricks and taking them where it could be distributed around the city for the riots there. Uh, huh. You know, so there is some, I mean, based on that, like I said, this is what I heard taken with a grain of salt. Mm-hmm. There's a greater political agenda for the negative of somebody somewhere of uh, these things are being made worse by people who it's to their advantage for it to be worse than it is mm-hmm. it's bad. It sucks. But, uh, think, you know, all the things that are going on with COVID and, and, uh, you know, everything else, uh, racially related, uh, but we can't make it worse. We, I mean, <laughs> we've got, to, that? <laughs> I mean, we can't make it worse, but we, as we, as a people have to, we have to do better. Yeah. I mean, we're, do better, be nicer, love people. Cause you know, if, if you're, if you think the better good is, is gotten by hurting people, that's not the right, you got it wrong. <laughs> and that's the thing, that's, I don't, I don't think those people who are hurting people are thinking at all about making things good. I think they're just, you know, that's, Hey, I can get a free TV. You know, <laughs> hey, I can smash things. And stuff. Mm-hmm. So I, yeah, I don't, I don't get that. Yeah. And, yeah. It, it, um, on the topic of race and the protests, um, there's a, I put a link in the show notes, one of the, a podcast that I listen to, not political, you know, it's like they're a tech podcast. Um, but it's, uh, you know, three, well, okay, two really smart guys and one averagely smart guy. Um, <laughs> who um, they, they went like straight into uh, race and the protests and stuff in this week's episode, on okay. the, the accidental tech podcast. But if you just listen for like the first 10 or 11 minutes uh, when Marco Armet starts talking, uh, he is the, um, he's the writer, the author of uh, the overcast podcast client for mm-hmm. IOF. And um, he just sums it up really, really well. I mean, I was talking to someone even, you know, uh, close to me a couple of days ago and um, he was complaining about the, um, uh, well, there were protesters, you know, uh, even up in Vermont, there are protests. And you say, you know, see all that, but you don't see anybody protesting when, uh, you know, when a cop gets shot. And I was like, yep, well, true, but cops tend to get shot a lot less than black men. And um, there you go. You know, <laughs> so, so, I mean, we, we have a problem with police brutality and, you know, abuse of power in this country. It's uh, that, that's, that's blatant. Yeah. Um, you know, so anyway, but I, I highly recommend everybody just listen, you know, click the link in the show notes uh, entitled well said here. Mm-hmm. Um, just a few minutes, and um, you know, if you disagree, uh, write me back. Send me a note. I'd, I'd really like to hear uh, how and why, because you know, I don't think you can argue with a lot of what's said unless you go out on the like, oh well, all of these numbers are made up. And if you do that, then we might have uh, difficulty because there's like no common ground on which to start. Yeah. <laughs> we'll just have to go separate ways, you know, you know, and I can, uh, from the human condition as a child, I remember being frustrated and acting out in ways that, you know, that you, 
logically now you would never do. And I remember just being feeling so frustrated and not being able to address and think like a adult Mm -hmm. and, you know, act out in frustration, like maybe punching something that, you know, is going to really, really hurt your hand or, you know, or harming a friend, which, you know, is only going to harm them and harm you, you know, but at the time you lash out in that way. That's why, I mean, I think a lot of people just need to stop thinking like a child and think like an adult. You think? (laughs) And, you know, if you're, if you're getting ready to lash out at somebody, maybe you ought to use your head, not your, child <laughs> uh, I mean, yeah I, I, I a friend of mine also posted a question about now how like you know about businesses that are focusing on business over human life right now and you know i said well my thought on that right now is um you know there are a lot of people out here who are not really significantly evolved over animals And if you start with that, you know, then when you look and you see, you know, a lion chasing after a gazelle, you know, and then this guy, you know, he knows how nature works. He looks at it and says, well, you know, cat's got to eat, right? And, and, you know, and it's, it's sad, but if you look at some people like that, that, you know, like, oh, they can only see what's right in front of them. They don't care about anybody else. The only thing that matters is what I'm going to do. You know, I'm going to guard my business and those, you know, myself and that's it. And I'm like, wow. Yeah, it's really depressing. (laughs) (laughs) So there you go. (laughs) Mm -hmm. So then you you said there was protesting in Medford? Uh, Supposedly, there's one planned for today. Okay. And it's supposed to march right down in front of my street. Okay. Not, not not exactly the street I live on, but mm-hmm. one block away. The street I live on is a one-way dead-end street, so there's not going to be a lot of action going on there. So. Mm-hmm. But, well, uh, <laughs> yeah, supposedly that's today at 4 o'clock. You know, talk about in, intelligent life. I mean, of course, you don't have – you don't have a lot of the rebel flags flying in Medford. We do not. <laughs> but in the South, we have plenty of rebel flags. Yep. And, you know, all these protests and things are going on. And then these these people that wave that flag. Um, yep. And all they're doing, they're not doing it for historical precedence. They're mm-hmm. doing it to tick people off and mm-hmm. just make people mad. Like. Why would you do that? You know, it's, I mean, it's as bad as, you know, somebody's mom died last week and you talk, you start giving them mama jokes. I mean, it's just like that. <laughs> you know, It's raw. Now is not the time for that particular thing. And you know, that's the only reason you're doing it is you want to start something. Yeah. Yeah. I, yeah, I can't believe that there are a lot of um, Confederate state sympathizers around these days. I just, I just don't, you know, I think most of them are dead. Um, so, you know, but, but and that, it's kind of funny you mentioned that too, because again, I've been on this Deadlands kick for some time now and um, Deadlands uh, is getting a reboot later this year. And uh, mostly it's just a new version for the rules, but they're changing some of the backstory. And one of the main pieces in the, um, the mythology is that it's pretty much the history of this game. The, the history of the world in the game is the same as our history mm-hmm. up until the Battle of Gettysburg. Okay. And that's when it becomes like a sharp left turn into divergent, you know, okay. mythological gaming stuff. But as a result, the Civil War rages on for like 20 years afterwards. And, and the Confederate states are still a thing. Mm-hmm. Uh, even though the authors took very you know, care to make sure that like, okay, um, because of the you know, demands of the Civil War, both North and South have abolished slavery because we need every able body we can. Mm-hmm. Uh, and they also make a big point of, you know, like male and female equal opportunity. You know, it's, it's the wild West, the weird West. Everyone's got a chance. <laughs> the wild, weird West, weird, wild West. Um, despite all of that, they um, still, the, the author decided that he was going to change it up. So as of now, 
or the new version, um, the Civil War went on for about 10 years. Mm -hmm. um, but in the end, the Confederate States of America did lose the war. So, um, yeah, and he, and he right justified it. Like he just said, like, if, for instance, if you're an African-American and you're playing this game, um, how comfortable do you think you would be, you know, sitting around, you know, the table playing with someone who is, you know, a member of the Confederate States of America, you know? It's just like, it was just something. So, you know, given the current political climate and stuff, he just decided that, you know, like that's going away. We're, we're, we're yanking that. Yeah. So, um, you know, and that was actually, that was announced um, so a few months ago. So it's before this current wave of, you know, crap hit the fan. Mm -hmm. So it's everywhere. It's even in Deadlands. <laughs> so should we move on to our fun main topic? Yes, sir. I'll, I like to hear a, I like to hear a good scam. All right. So I'll tell you a story uh, about how um, a man uh, named Jed. Yeah. Trying to get his family fed. Poor mountaineer, you know. <laughs> so this all started on uh, Sunday afternoon around five o'clock. I got a text message, and it said from Chase Fraud. We've approved a $1.11 um, with card ending in my four-digit phone card um, to Blizzard Entertainment. Was this you? Press yes or no. And since I'm a little bit paranoid, I did not immediately respond to the text message. Yeah. I opened up my Chase mobile app, and I saw a $1.11 charge there. At that point, I went back to the text message and said, no. Uh-huh. And they said, ah, okay, great. We've canceled this card. We'll send you a new one. Okay, fine. Okay. Fantastic. You don't need to do anything else. Great. Um, then I noticed around the same time I got an email with the exact same stuff, you know, same message. Did you get this? Do you recognize this charge? And I didn't respond to the email because I had already responded by text. Okay, mm -hmm. fine. About an hour later, this was Saturday. I said, I said Sunday. It was Saturday. About an hour later, I got an email from peter.fleischer1970 at protonmail.ch. Protonmail being one of, if not the only, genuine um, anonymous mail services out there. Okay. And it says, subject, just for proof. Peter Nicolaitis. And it lists my address, my phone number my complete credit card number, the date of expiration, and the CVV code. Man, that's good. Just answer me this email, comma, and I will not leak your hacked bank accounts to the deep web, so you'll keep your money. If you don't reply as soon as possible or call your bank, you'll be in bigger trouble. <laughs> I was like, all right. Now, here's the interesting part. About 20 minutes later, I get an email from Gabby at placeit, placeit.net. Somebody apparently used this email address that I have to set up an account at placeit.net. Nice. So they gave my email address on this website. Mm -hmm. I was like, okay, so that's weird. So I'm like, my company, you know, my credit card info was leaked. Was this the same party or did they just get breached and someone just took that thing and spammed me with, you know, I don't, mm -hmm. I'm not sure what the intention of setting my email up there was, you know, or did they sell, sell my info to someone else and they just, you know, like threw me on their spam list. Is that what it was? Mm -hmm. I think that's probably what happened here, but I'm not really certain. Um, so I, you know, like I said, I looked at my Chase mobile app and then only the second time did I go back and see that there was also a $17.91 charge to Netflix.com. Now, if you're an astute listener to the podcast, <laughs> you'll remember earlier today's show, I said, I don't have Netflix. Don't, yeah, no Netflix. So I, Chase didn't catch that one and I didn't even catch that the first time. This was like my second two time I was back in the app. So I called to dispute that charge. Of course, I tried to do that on the weekend, and because of COVID-19, there was nobody answering the phone. 
but instead expect a long call, you know, on, on uh, long hold times Monday morning. I got through in like four minutes. Okay. <laughs> then Sunday morning, I received a voicemail. Now, we should just play this voicemail because this is funny. And you okay. said if I play an audio, people can hear it, right? You'll have to share your screen. Share my screen. And then when you go to share, there's a box down at the bottom, share computer audio. Hold that thought for just a moment, and I will do just that. Well, I want to. I definitely want to see your your nifty here in a few minutes, the squirrels versus engineer, because my wife wants a bird feeder. Uh -huh. Well, bird feeders bring squirrels. You mean squirrel feeders? Squirrel feeders, yes, yeah, squirrel feeders. So the one cool thing. So I have a slingshot, and I bought the slingshot last year to shoot deer. So and and you can buy clay pellets. So they're biodegradable and they hurt, but they're, they're not fatal, you know, but you shoot a deer with a clay pellet. He jumps up in the air and, and runs away pretty quickly. <laughs> so you shoot a squirrel with a deer with a, uh, a clay pellet. I don't, he may not be jumping up. He may not jump back up. So I have been uh, honing my slingshot skills and you really, you think, well, a squirrel's pretty big. A squirrel's not actually really big. Its body mass is, you know. Look, sorry. <laughs> the audience started playing. All right. So let me know when you're ready and I'll stop talking. But the, right. well, I'll finish my story since I started. Yeah, so the, the body mass of a squirrel is smaller than a Coke can. So from 20 yards away, you think, oh, I can nail it. Well, it takes a little bit of practice to to become proficient enough to nail a squirrel at, at distance. But it is very satisfying when you shoot <laughs> the squirrel. So I I had one. Uh, I was I was aiming. I was aiming. I, I was shooting, 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 missing. And there were two squirrels out there eating the bird seed. And then I said, "Okay, let me adjust. Let me aim over their head because I'm missing them. So I'm going to aim two inches over their head." And I swooped. Shot the first one, knocked him to the down. He was, he was laying there swirling around on the ground. I was like, excellent. And second shot nailed the second one, and then he took off running. <laughs> but in the other one, he got up and took off running too. But I just knocked him for a loop for a little bit. <laughs> Call people for the ethical treatment of squirrels. <laughs> All right. to get out of my tree. <laughs> so Sunday morning, I got this voicemail. Let's listen. Let's listen. Account was hacked. Check your email to zero fm two fpn seven two dot com right now to prevent trouble. Prevent <laughs> trouble. To prevent trouble. So here's the thing. I knew within a few minutes exactly which website appears to have gotten hacked, and the reason is because they gave me this email address, which is one of my many disposable throwaway emails. Mm -hmm. I did not use my normal address when I signed up for this particular website. Mm -hmm. I went back in my server logs and I found out where did I use this email? And I had used it three weeks prior to order food from my local Brazilian steakhouse. Nice. They, in turn, use an online ordering system from a company based up north in Woburn, Massachusetts, not very far from here. Mm -hmm. And so my suspicion is that those guys got hacked. Yeah. Now, I told They're Chase, you know, I told Chase this, and I said, I'd be happy to talk with your fraud team if you want to know. I mean, I know I, where this happened, right? There's two possibilities. I One am a is, fraud guy. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> I, you know, it's like, it's almost like I'm a forensics analyst. Huh. Anyway, <laughs> just like it. <laughs> just like it. So, um, so I, you know, I've got this inform information and the fact that I only ever gave that email address out to this one company, pretty damning right there, you know? Mm -hmm. So um, the other, I mean, one option is that it could have been at the restaurant itself, right? Yep. So it would be an employee there, but I'm pretty sure they're using this company. That company should be doing all the credit card processing and they should not be taking all of the data and then just handing the credit card information over to 
the restaurant. Right. right. That doesn't make sense. That's not how most of these places work. This is like a Grubhub, Foodler, you know, type of uh, DoorDash type service. Mm-hmm. So pretty sure it's them. Uh, unsurprisingly, I called them and left a message also explaining, hey, you know, I have reason to believe that you guys might have been compromised. Uh, if you'd like information, here's my name and phone number. No response. <laughs> So they probably think you're a scammer. Probably, except I didn't say call now or there will be trouble. <laughs> um, so the only other thing I haven't done yet is I haven't like reported it to the FBI or the police because it's you know no money has been lost, mm-hmm. so they're not going to investigate. They don't have the the um, the the resources for that. Right. Um, but I could, and I probably will reach out to the restaurant itself. Mm-hmm. And just let them know. I was just hoping I could get a little more info just to be more certain as to what was yeah. going on. Um, but um, I will probably also reach out to the attorney general's office because I forget how long they have in Massachusetts, but they're ordered. They have to report a breach um, mm-hmm. within a certain number of days. Okay. So, yeah, it'd be interesting to see what, if anything, comes out of this. Yeah. Angeli, the only main, you know, the only problem is I'm waiting for my new credit card to show up. Um, but the nice part is like, because I use Apple pay, uh, even before I knew what was going on, um, I had my new, um, credit card number showed up in Apple pay. Oh, nice. So, Cause I could tell just by looking at it, it's like, Oh, your new card ending in, well, those are, those are four new digits. So I can still use Apple Pay, which was handy because when I went to the um, went to the bike shop to pay, the credit card that I had wasn't going to work mm-hmm. and declined and it had been deactivated. So. so you could have like if if that card had been lost or stolen while you were on vacation, the financial institution could have if if they support Apple Pay, they could have reissued you a new card. Correct. Your Apple Pay. That's slick. Yes. Uh, I you mean, can still use Apple Pay wherever you normally would. That's compelling uh, enough for me to engage on Apple Pay. I've never engaged on Apple Pay because I just felt like it was another way yep. that my credentials could be compromised. But it's actually, it's lowering your attack service. Yes, you're giving your, you know, your information is going through Apple, but when you use it, you are not giving your credit card number to the merchants. And yeah. that's usually where these problems happen. Yeah. You know, not big firms, you know, big clearing houses getting hacked as much as, you know, like merchants and credit card skimmers and wait, waiter, disgruntled waiters or waitresses writing down your numbers and then going apparently to World of Warcraft. Yeah. <laughs> <So>. <laughs> well, you know, it is still amazing to me how many people ignore these kind of things, the, the, the PCI compliance things that they have to do. I have a client that, that one of the employees, he has handled the website. He's handled the PCI compliance side of the website until we took it, took over the PCI compliance. And, um, he has a windows seven laptop still. We'd actually didn't know he still had this and he doesn't have antivirus on it. He's got, you know, whatever Microsoft essentials or whatever, you know, Windows the, Defender. the windows defender uh, on it. And he said, well, I don't need, I don't need to get a new computer because this one's fine. And I don't connect to the server at the office anyway, dude, you have email, you, you have, you know, you can disseminate viruses from that computer, whether you attach to the server or not. How about you just email a virus to everybody in the company? Well, I wouldn't do that. No. <laughs> yeah. I would never do that. Well, what if you accidentally clicked on something or didn't click on something because you're using an unpatched operating system? <laughs> I, I, you know, that's one part where like, I still have to have these battles with the hospital, but I don't generally have to have these discussions with clients anymore. And at this point, I'm just, you know, like, eh, whatever. Yeah, whatever, dude. I don't, I don't care anymore. I really, I, I just, I can't. I, I just, you know, that's, that's one thing where I just don't care anymore. If, 
if you don't think you need any extra protection and you just, you know, you think it can't happen to you, more power to you. I am sick of telling you that it can. <laughs> I refuse to spend any more of my energy, you know, trying to convince you differently. Keep on keeping on. Well, and, and, and like you just described a scenario where you actually did nothing wrong, but you could have been scammed. Yeah. Yeah. If you did nothing, you know, if you just ignored the situation, you would have lost money and no telling how much money. Yeah. It started off as $18. If he notices the $18, yeah, it, it was a, it was a low gamble. And if he doesn't notice the $18, I'm going for a grand. I'm going, I need to find out what the cap is on this thing. And I need to put it up all the way to one penny under that. I'm going to buy a camera and, you know, all okay. kinds of other stuff. I'm a, yeah, I'm going to buy a camera that does not have a GPS tracking system in it, like the <laughs> stolen phones. Did, did you send me that article? Didn't you? That uh, uh, one of the protesters or one of the uh, yeah. riots somewhere, people went into the Apple store and stole iPhones. <laughs> now they're, now they're yeah. you know, and the news article is, we're tracking the stolen iPhones. Yeah, I mean, you have to, you have to turn them on first, but, but chances are that, you know, those serial numbers and everything have been, um, you know, recorded. They're, <laughs> yeah. they're, no, Apple has pretty good inventory control. They probably know exactly where they were, where they came from. So. Yeah. Yeah. I've never received a piece of Apple hardware or, uh, you know, over the last 20 years of being in it business and it was, unknown to apple yeah. same i've only seen one piece of dell equipment that was unknown um and it was it, they shipped they shipped me a computer and the serial number wouldn't register and they said that computer doesn't exist and i said it does exist i'm looking at it right here right now and the salesman said let me repeat that computer does not exist. I'm going to have to send you a computer <laughs> that does exist. Okay. Uh, okay. Okay. <laughs> uh, as long as you you are saying that as a Dell representative, and it was an inexpensive computer. It wasn't like I got a $7,000 server off the books. It was a $600 computer that was, ironically, it's still been, it's still running. It's probably like eight years old now. It's still running. I've been wanting to replace it, but I put solid state, more RAM, and it just keeps running. <laughs> Runs the, cool. The one that doesn't exist? The one that doesn't exist. Maybe that's why it's so cool because it doesn't, it doesn't generate heat. Because they can't generate heat if it doesn't, if it doesn't exist. <laughs> cool. So, um, so you mentioned squirrels and stuff. Yeah. And, so, so um, what's that one? What's what? Do I need to watch this to see what it uh, is? You do need to watch this. You and everyone who listens to the podcast will probably thoroughly enjoy this 20. It's a 20 minute video. Oh, I don't 20 know minute. Watch, yeah, I don't okay. know if you want to watch it right now. This is a bird feeder. Okay. Yeah, but, um, <laughs> but yeah, it's, um, it is well worth it. It's what happens when a, uh, a NASA engineer has a, a squirrel problem and he decides to make obstacle courses for the squirrels. That's awesome. So my, my, American Ninja Warrior. <laughs> yeah, I'm about to send this to my oldest daughter. She hates squirrels, like passionately hates them. She, uh, she, well, she, because they eat things on the deck and so, but she brought home an acorn uh, that she found hiking one time and planted it in the back deck and it sprouted up and she was off at school this fall and a squirrel came and ate the acorn, <laughs> dug it up and ate the acorn. <laughs> yeah. So, so I, I, I think this, um, th this video was, it was very entertaining. <laughs> and, um, 
educational and uh it definitely it just goes to show that you know rodents are like superheroes <laughs> <laughs> some of the stuff squirrels can do are pretty amazing but uh definitely watch it. cool i'll check that out yeah i think that's about all i have for today how about you yep i do not have anything else this was fun so you came, you came in with low energy and you're leaving with more well, I'm leaving with just enough to get back down to the couch to take a nap. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, I might even do a coffee nap, you know, pound an espresso and then lie down. Mm-hmm. And, then by, and then by the time you get up, you'll be, hey, hey, here we are. <laughs> <laughs> so on that note, dear listener, uh, we want your feedback. Uh, if you would like us to discuss a particular topic, you can drop us a line. Contact form is at blurringthelinespodcast.com. Dot com. Um, Adam has a Twitter. He's at uh, Sublime Comp. And I am uh, Nicolaitis. If that's hard to spell, you're right. Uh, <laughs> get any negative feedback, send it to Adam. Any positive feedback, you can send it to me. You mm-hmm. can find Adam's uh, business website at sublimecomp.com. You can find me at paradigmcc.com. I'm also at yogawithpeter.com. Now, that note, barring any last-minute walk-on items, I think it's about time to push the big red button. Big red button! To contact either us or our guests, visit BlurringTheLinesPodcast.com. If you like what you're hearing, do us a solid and subscribe to our podcast. And leave us a five-star review in iTunes, Google Play Store, or wherever you found us.